Now, I have very exciting news for you. If you don't shout, you don't show excitement, I'm not going to share it. <laughs> so, for those of us who were here last night, do you remember that the bishop prayed for miracle money? Laptopists and beyond, you don't remember that the bishop prayed for miracle money? Or you are, you, are, you are pained because your faith didn't help you to get yours. So you are pained. Well, we have some people here to share their testimonies about their miracle money. Help me welcome MFA to share how she got her miracle money. You are acting like bit embittered people. Please put your hands together. The louder your clap, the sooner your mobile money is coming. So this is how to get you to clap, you see. Okay, no problem, MFA. Hi. Hello. Hi. I beg you, I beg you. Hi, everyone. My name is MFA. I'm the pastor for Charisma Region. Okay. So my testimony is about uh, miracle money. So um, when... Bishop Atu was sharing envelopes. I went for, like he mentioned an amount, and I went for it. I didn't have the money, but I still went for it anyway. Then the next morning, my mother texted me to ask me how I was. I said I was fine. You mean fine. this morning? Yes. Like how I was, I was fine and everything. And then she asked me that, why is it that I've not been asking her for money? Like, <laughs> how there. many of you would like to be asked such questions? Even though you've been asking for money all the time, you would like someone to ask you, why don't you ask me for money? Receive that question in Jesus' name. And all the, like, all the time that I've come to school this year, I've not asked her for any, I'm in school, I don't work. But I've not asked her for any money. She was asking, like, so how am I even living? As I've not asked her for money. I said, oh, I'm fine. I mean, I wasn't broke, 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 but I'm, I'm fine. And the funny thing is that it's not like I'd been asking my mother for money. Like, last year, I was doing my service, so I wasn't asking her for money anyway. So the question was quite a shock to me. And I told her that, oh, I'm fine. And I thought that at least I'm fine there. Yeah, it ends there. But my mother sent me money. I mean, it's not something that happens all the time. And if I was a mother, I'm not sure I'll call my daughter in school and ask her why she's not asking me for money. I think that they missed a good place to put their hands together and also tap into the miracle. Her mother asked her, why don't you ask me for money? How are you? She says, I'm fine. Once you say, I'm fine, if I were your mother, it ends there. But her mother sent her money. Meanwhile, this whole time, even last year when she was doing her national service, her mother never sent her money. In fact, she didn't ask her mother for money because yeah. she was fine. But after the prayers of Bishop Atto Dixon last night, her mother texted her and her mother asked her, why don't you ask me for money? Receive mobile money in Jesus' name. The louder your amen, the sooner your mobile money is coming. So I want to encourage the church to believe in everything that is happening here. And I mean, if I expected somebody to give me money, honestly, it wouldn't have been my mother. 
And for, t- for her to even ask me the way she asked me, like, why don't I think I've done something bad? <laughs> but like I said, I believe that there's power in this house. And as we believe in the prophecies that are coming, and as we receive it, you also receive your testimony. Amen. Amen. God bless you, MFA. One thing I've, I, I took from her testimony is her faith. When the man of God called an amount and said that people should come for the envelope, she didn't have money. But she moved anyway and came for the envelope. Tonight, may your faith be stirred so much so that when you hear a word, you accept it anyway, even though you, your belief is a bit shaky, or even though you do not have what it takes to even get it. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together one more time for LPMFA for such a powerful testimony. We have another miracle money testimony. Church, put your hands together as we welcome Mary from the present service to bring us her testimony. Encourage her with your hand clap. All right, Mary, tell us about your testimony. Hi, everyone. My name is Mary and I'm from the Bosco region. So actually, I had, someone had promised me money. And, and, and the, I told, the person asked me of my bank account and then, the person asked of my bank account number and my Momo number. So, calm down, quiet down and listen to the testimony so that you know the steps. The person asked of both my account number and my mobile number, so I sent both of them to him. But actually, I was expecting that he would send the money to my mobile number, but he sent it to my bank account. And for some reason, the money wasn't reflecting my bank account. It wasn't reflecting my, my, my bank account for about two weeks, so I had actually forgotten about it. Check A. Hey. I, I had actually forgotten about it, but when um, um, Bishop was like, we should receive Momo um, miracle money, the other phone that my account is on, there's no SIM. So even me, when I was taking the phone with no SIM card, I was wondering, ah, how will I receive money on it? But I picked both of them and then actually received it. And then before we left here, um, I left around 1.15 a.m. And around that time immediately, I received more than 300 Ghana cities. Hey. It's like 300 cities doesn't mean much to people in this church. 300 cities doesn't mean much to you. Eh? As for me, 300 cities means so much to me. So I tap. <laughs> she said that after, you see, she had been expecting some money for some time, which wasn't coming for about two weeks. But after the prayers of the bishop, by the time she was leaving the premises of the church, the money, she said she received more than 300 Ghana cities. Receive more than you expect in Jesus' name. So Mary, what do you want to tell the church? I, I want to encourage the church to 
um, believe whatever prayer is being said over here. In fact, we have been very privileged to have Bishop come here to come and minister to us. So if we have had this opportunity, for me, I didn't take it lightly, and then I have received my miracle money. So I believe when you also have that faith, and then you believe in it, you're also going to receive the miracle you expect. Amen. God bless you, Mary. Church, why don't you appreciate Mary? Amen. We have another miracle money testimony. You were joking last night. Some people were not joking at all. But don't worry, your miracle money is coming this weekend in Jesus' name. Help me invite Maxwell from BTC as he brings us his testimony. Encourage him with your hand clap, please. Good evening to you all. Hold on. How many of you remember Maxwell from yesterday? He sang powerfully. Yes. Um, so the bishop called for all of us to stand to our feet. Oh, you didn't introduce yourself. Oh, my name is Maxwell Anderson Bedra from the Bombsu Town Church. Yes. So yesterday, um, oh, sorry, this morning rather. This morning rather. The bishop was like, um, we should all stand to our feet and it's come to prophesy miracle money to our accounts. And I boldly stood up, took my phone, raised it up and prayed together with him. And when I got home, I was really tired and I was really sleepy, so I went to bed. And when I woke up, I woke up to a Momo alert on my phone. Like I woke up around 9.15, but the Momo alert came at around 8.15 with a lot of missed calls. The person was trying to call me to inform me that he was just sending me this amount for my upkeep for at least two days or three days and after he would give me something. And the money I'm talking about, on a weekly basis, the money that was sent to me was four times the money I get on my weekly basis. Four times the money I get on my weekly basis. And I am so, so, Hold so... On. I don't know why you are still sitting down there like that. Someone has received four times his weekly allowance to be used in two days for his upkeep. And you are still sitting down, you are not shouting, you are not tapping, you are not receiving. I am very close to him, so me have tapped mine already. I don't know about you, but I have tapped mine already. So what do you want to tell the church, Matthew? Well, all I want to say is that we should be still and know that he is God and that what God cannot do, what God cannot change, what God cannot solve, does not exist. And that the God we serve is a God who works beyond time, who works beyond space, and who works beyond matter. And technology is not enough to constrict him. Amen. God bless you, Maxwell. Put your hands together for Maxwell. I am also reminded about my own miracle money testimony. So last night after the prayer, I saw an SMS on my phone and it was MTN telling me they are doing some promo. I was very frustrated and pissed off at the message. But today at work, around 2.30 p.m., I'd been expecting some money for some time. So 
like I'd even forgotten about the prayers. Then I checked my phone. I saw an amount, something, something paid in. I said, ah, what is this? Then I opened it and I had received the amount more than what I was expecting. More than what I was expecting. The amount just hit my account like that. For the sake of fine protocol, I can't mention the amount, but you imagine, imagine, imagine. Very big amount. Receive your mobile money. Oh, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> All we are trying to say is that this evening, do not slack. This evening, remember, it's the last night. Oh. Do not slack. Your faith must be here. Your expectation must be even here. Be alert. Don't be sleeping. Don't be slow. Because you do not know what is happening tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a powerful ministration in the house. Church, help me welcome Star Pearl to bring us a song. Oh, 
Jesus don't provide you much hope, but your heart says there is a way. My friend, I know of an anchor secure. The word of God will always stand sure. What he says he will do, if you just expect him to, a miracle can happen to you. So don't be moved by the things that you see. But with your faith, just believe that Jesus is the same as he was yesterday. He still works miracles for those who believe. As you speak the word in faith, you will see your whole life begin to change because you came expecting a miracle from me. When you just believe and say And oh, you should know That God's word is still the same So expect your miracle a miracle tonight put your hands together add a shout oh I said add a shout add a scream of expectation say Lord I'm expecting something from you tonight hallelujah amen and amen take your seat wow that I believe that tonight is going to be the most powerful of the three powerful nights that we've had here so far. Hallelujah. And once again, I just want to thank Bishop's team for coming with him. You add your own flavor cries. You come around and we're so grateful to see all of you. Put your hands together for the team that came all the way from Jesus is the Rock headquarters at Spintex. It's been really good having you all here with us. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Now, before I bring the man of God up, there's somebody here that some of you know that if you are a fresher, <laughs> they won't even let me finish. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have not seen him for a whole year. Because the last time we saw him here, it was 2022. Hallelujah. If you are a first-year student, then it's your privilege tonight to meet a certain man who is very special to me. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And somebody who, what I love most about him is that he, he hey, hey, Allah, Allah. You know, many people in these days are fake. Sometimes our hair is fake, sometimes our lashes are fake, I mean, a lot of things. But this man, how he is at home, is how he is outside. A man of God, a believer of the word. Put your hands together and help me bring to this pulpit, to bring us greetings, my better half, my Archbishop Patrick Bruce. Amen. Very, very soon, I will start stammering <laughs> because I don't know what to say again. But um, your sound is bad, but it doesn't matter. It's bad everywhere in my church too but um, I'm happy to be here this evening to to listen to a dear friend a brother who has been with us for many many years Bishop Atu a man of wisdom a man of power a man of authority a man who has done much over the years and so wherever he goes, I can easily go, especially where my wife is. So that's why I'm here. Oh, put your hands together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Archbishop, we are very happy to have you here, in fact. Yeah, our personal Archbishop. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. I say it's a blessing. Amen. But tonight I want you to fasten your seatbelt well. I just have a feeling we are about to see something that we haven't seen in the past few days. I don't know about you, but that's my feeling and that's, that's my expectation. Hallelujah. And, and you are not going to go back the same. You see, sometimes when we say it, it sounds like a cliche. You know what I mean? But for every visit of Bishop Atu, we have seen people whose lives were changed forever. Are you here? They're changed forever. And so I know that a work is being done here. So many things are being done here. And tonight, I want you to say that, Lord, just have your way. For a moment, talk to the Lord. Just say, Lord, have your way. I, I won't be embarrassed. I won't be shy. I won't let my things come, Lord. I, I'm just going to relax and be there. And Lord, whatever you want to do tonight with me, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm for it, Lord. I'm for it. Tonight, I don't want us to think about time. What's about to happen here tonight is going to do something better. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. And say, Lord, I'm available. I'm open. I'm ready. I'm waiting for that miracle. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're about to do here. Thank you for your servant. Thank you for the one that you're going to use tonight, Lord. Lord, our hearts are full of expectation that tonight we are breaking through, Lord. Tonight, Lord, we are moving ahead, Lord. 
tonight you are taking us a step closer. Lord, tonight you are bringing us to the place where we ought to be. Lord, tonight we are just in the place where I break through. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Bishop Atu, it's good to have you with us always. And we, we want to say that we love you. And we are so grateful for the outpourings that we see when you come in this place. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I know that something is happening. For me, every visit of yours to my church has been very significant in my life. And, and for that, I know that I'm speaking for myself and my husband when I say that we thank you so much. But tonight is another night. And I know that you are ready. The congregation is also ready. And so if you agree with me, put your hands together, make some noise, and help me bring to the prophet Bishop John Anderson. Confession tonight. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, 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 miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Lift your voice, let's sing it together. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here. Healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here. Turning lives around. I worship you, oh, I worship Lift your voice and sing, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Life. God is who you are. Is he a Waymaker? Promise me, 
Thank you for the ministry of angels. Thank you, Father, O oh God, that none comes to your presence and leaves the same. Because you make all the difference, O oh God. But we have gathered at your feet to hear you speak to us. We have gathered at your feet with a great expectation, O oh Lord, of your visit. Just one touch, Lord, will make a difference in our lives. Just one touch. Lord, I pray for the spirit of wisdom. I pray for the spirit of counsel. I pray for the spirit of revelation. I pray for the spirit of might. I pray that the spirit of the fear of the Lord, oh God, will be released tonight. And above all, I pray that put in us a desire, a desire for you, a desire for you, a desire for you. Because it's all about you and you and you, Father, alone. Tonight, Father, anoint these hands. Anoint these lips. Anoint this mortal clay and use for your glory. Lord, someone walked into this meeting very depressed, but thank you that healing is on the way for that person. Somebody walked into this meeting, oh Lord, with a confused mind in a valley 
of taking a decision but Holy Spirit you are our helper I pray that you be a help to that sister right now now Lord I pray that do what you do best because we are expectant one thing we know is that in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pleasures and so we enjoy the pleasures thereof and we say let your kingdom come and let your will be done in Jesus precious name and all said amen, amen. wow wow hallelujah I want to say thank you once again to my dear sister friend Episcopal sister you know there are some friendships that when you are in it's just about you losing you are on the losing end because the person has come only to say give me give me give me do you have a friendship like that Hallelujah. There are some friendship that when you have is like a rod befriending a stick. But I can say of a truth that this friendship is like an iron sharpening an iron. Amen. When sister keeps talking about how I've been a blessing to her, it's as though she's not been a blessing to me. But I tell you, she's been more of a blessing to me than I think I've been a blessing to her. And I cherish this beautiful friendship. Archbishop, thank you for the many years of friendship. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming tonight to grace this wonderful occasion. I do not take it for granted at all. God bless you so much. Last night we had the convener also stepping in and paying a courtesy call to fellowship with us. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. And I want to say that let this example be an example for you that the kind of friendships we build will be friendships into eternity friendships that are related with things that pertains to God I mean your friend must be very interested in God hallelujah not that when you introduce your friend, we don't know whether he's a fetish or he's a... We don't know what kind of friend. Or he's a sacra budu or something. We don't know what kind of friend. He's a connection man. You remember that story? I learned my lessons. I decided not to follow anybody unless I'm very sure of the person. Because I'm sure that today, if the woman sees me, he said, that's the connection, man. 
Even when she hears me preaching, she says, that's the connection man preaching. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. May you be choosy when it comes to friendship. Yes. You didn't hear what I said. I said, may you be choosy when it comes to friendship. Yes. Like I told you, my mother always told me when I step in class one, your best friend must be the one who is first in class. I don't know why she said that. Whether she didn't know I could be first in class. <laughs> Hallelujah. But at least it was a very good advice. What do you think? Amen. So I want to encourage you to keep good friendships, you know, and build good relationships and learn to sustain your friendships. A true friend is someone you know inside out, in a sense. You've had your trials, challenges, difficulties. The person knows your weaknesses. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Aha. But in the midst of it all, he or she would say that, I love you so much. That's who a true friend is. So, the friend loves you in spite of your inadequacies, your weaknesses, your faults, your misbehaviors. See, because some of you, the way I look at you, you look very angelic, but when you start manifesting, it's worse than some of the manifestations that we saw these past two days. Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying, but I believe that this statement will bring healing to somebody's life. To bring healing to somebody's life. Hallelujah. And when you are choosing a life partner, if you're a lady and you decide that you want to choose a CEO over you, choose a CEO who can lead you and a CEO who has a vision, the vision that God has given to him. Hallelujah. For some of the CEOs, they are fools. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. A fool is not taking you anywhere. A fool will just make a fool out of you and play the buffoonery out of you. And that will be it. So you must be very particular about who you are choosing. But you see, who you are choosing actually is also dependent on your state. If you are a carnal person, you can't choose a spiritual person. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm trying to say. I mean, no matter, your best will be to choose a carnal person. The best you can do as a carnal person. And so your choices actually are a reflection of who you are. And so what you need to learn to do is that you must be determined to develop yourself because the higher you go in the things of the spirit, the more you might make the right choices in life. Hallelujah. May God help you to make the right choices. You know, you are either made or unmade because of your choices. Yeah, somebody entered into marriage and it, you know, that was a transformation in the person's life, positively. Somebody also entered into marriage 
and that was the disaster Turkey experience in his life hallelujah so I pray for you that you make the right choices as I pray for you that you make the right choices because the choice you make will define who you will become our choice for who Jesus is in our lives is what has brought us this far as far as Jesus is concerned you know if you had chosen to be an Illuminati by now you would have been looking for blood to drink if you had chosen to be a Buddhist you would have been chanting by now are you getting what I am? <laughs> look I have, I have a church member I have a church member he used to be in the village and in the village he was actually on IPTP at the shrine <laughs> I don't know if you understood what I said you know here when we say IPTP is an informal pastoral training training you so maybe it was an IFTP informal fetish training program you know and he was there he was being groomed and being trained so that when his uncle dies you know the shrine will be handed over to him to be the head of the shrine general overseer but one day He felt something tell him that no, he has to run away from the village. And he ran away from the village and a friend invited him to our church. We were then under a tent, a very, very small church, under a tent. He didn't know anybody. But today, he's learned, he's gone to school just by virtue of finding Christ. You know, he's found his sanity. So he's, he's made right decisions. I'm sure that over there, maybe head of the shrine, they might give him maybe seven wives. You know? And uh, do things, sacrifices and other things. He would have been very demonic. But the choice of running away, sometimes your choice of running away from sin. Because we we'll say he's running away from the shrine. He was actually running away from sin. Made a difference. Hallelujah. We have a similar experience there, but Moses was running away from a problem. And then he met God. Yeah. J J Jacob was running away from something. And then he met God. I pray that if you are running away, may you not run away from God. Amen. May you run away from sin. Amen. May you run away from evil. Amen. May you run away from the things that can corrupt you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight I'm going to take my time to teach. Is that a good idea? Or you still like the demonstrations? Many years ago when we were 
in the fellowship, you know, the favorite part was the demo part. After you have taught the word, and then it's now time to demonstrate power. So I've loved demonstrating power since I was as young as age 13. I enjoy the demonstration of the Spirit of God. Because there are many people who would never be saved. With this you're open to, you, they would never be saved. Yeah. In every congregation, there are two groups. The Jew part of the congregation and the Greek part of the congregation. Yeah. The Greeks in the congregation, they seek after knowledge. So as you teach the word and you break the word and propound the word and give exegesis, they are blessed. And then there is a Jew part of the congregation. They come for power and demonstration. So for there to be a balance, you need to be a man of power and a man of the word. Hallelujah. Tell to somebody and tell him that you need to be a man of power. And you need to be a man of the word. So the blend of the two blesses the entire congregation. Am I helping somebody tonight? And that is why you must take your Bible studies very seriously. That's why you must take your Bible memorization very seriously. These days, Christians can memorize scriptures. When you ask Amos 3.3, they say people are not people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this beautiful time in your presence. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. We also want to thank God greatly for the Father that God has blessed us with. The founder, the father, the prophet that God has blessed this beautiful, beautiful family with. Let's celebrate our bishop, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Honestly, I'm not too sure. I lost my father when I was eight years. So I appreciate when you don't have a father. You know? It's not the same. It's not the same. You can literally feel that a certain defense is gone. You can literally feel that a certain covering over you is gone. And I can give you a very good example. I remember when I was in, because when he died, I was in class three. And uh, I, I love the way he did his things. When he's going to drop me in school, he said, come and choose which car I must drop you in. Is it the Benz or the automatic 504? As I 74, he was using an automatic 504. Yeah, fresh from SUA or the Renault. Then I'll just do CCCC in an And then I'll pick a car. But you know, when he died, when he died, suddenly I started walking to school. <laughs> the change was very drastic. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were certain things that I could not come to grips with. The change was too sudden. So at a point it affected me, I became an introvert. It affected me greatly. So at a point, my mother was very worried that it can affect me even mentally because I was so much attached to him. And I'm trying to say this, my story to tell you that when God has blessed you with a father, you need to cherish and appreciate it. Those of you who are fighting with your fathers at home and you just take your fathers for granted, you don't know what God has done for you. You are very blessed. And especially when God has given us this beautiful ministry, a father, Bishop Dad. So for me, he's been my biological father. He's been my spiritual father. He's been everything. The car I drive, he, he bought it for me. He gave it to me. Yeah. He helped me to build my house by the counsel and by the words that he gave. You see, sometimes when we say that, oh, he helped me to build my house, you are looking, oh, he should take you to uh, Atala to buy iron rods or Keofuri to buy cement. Get, count money. But listen to me. The counsel that and all that, and even the physical investment, cash, I do not take it for granted. Do you understand? And so that's why when I see people rise up against the father who has been good to them, I say, hey, do they really appreciate what's going on? Are your children not watching? And what is the expectation? One day, a man took his father. He told his son that I'm taking grandpa to the old people's home. And the guy said, grandpa is here. Grandpa makes me happy. Grandpa is always, you know, pleading my case for me. Grandpa sings songs for me. He tells me bedtime stories. Why are you taking grandpa to old people's home? He said, because he's old and he's not got the time to be taking care of him. So there he would have the best of care. The boy was quiet. And then they were driving. They were driving. So the father noticed that his son was quiet. And he was sobbing and shedding tears. Then he asked, why? Gary, why? Why are you not talking? He said, I've been thinking, daddy. I've been thinking. He said, what have you been thinking? He said, I've been thinking where I will take you when you grow old. Immediately, the father turned like that. He used an exit, and then they went back home. Because he noticed that, yes, you are young today, but you are the next grandpa tomorrow. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So we need to be very careful the seeds that we sow, and we must intentionally sow seeds. The farmer sows seeds intentionally. 
He doesn't feel like, oh, today, and then he just takes seeds and he spreads them anyhow. You can see that even there is spacing of the things that he plants. It takes his time. Sow seeds that when you are reaping, you'll be happy with. And you must be intentional about it. You must be intentional about it. So you see, when you are sowing a seed, fighting a father, know that one day you pay. You pay for it. Look, Elijah. Elijah. He had power. He had authority. He had everything. Do you understand? Aha. But he was not instructed to cut off the head of the prophets of Baal. I don't think that was the instruction. But he did it. He appeared in the form of John the Baptist. And they were looking for... The, the whole system had been activated and the guys come to town. The guy, the Elijah who sowed some seeds some time back, he's come, he's come back to town. So we need the head back. Be very careful the seeds that you sow. Oh, you didn't understand what I just said. The Bible says that John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. Is that not what happened? How did he die? <laughs> Yeah. So it's not just anointing. There are certain things that you can't just drive it away. It must need happen. Because the tree is there and it must bear fruit. Hallelujah. So if you are spoiling somebody's marriage, remember. I, I think you don't like my message. You see, because when you are a very young girl, you are so flashy, you are so nice. Look, young girls are beautiful, you know. I mean, there are no wrinkles on your face. You're, you have a baby face, smooth face. Yeah. Well, I, I, we prayed for supernatural wisdom, and, and I'm sharing with you some wisdom keys. You know, just know that you have set yourself up for a problem in the near future. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So you must be very intentional. I tell to somebody that you must be intentional. In what seats you sow. Oh yeah. One time. You can take your seat if you want to. One time. Thank you. One time. A guy went to the restaurant to eat. And there was an inscription over there. Eat as much as you can. Your, your grandchildren will come and pay for it. Yeah, your grandchildren. And this person was a very old man. So he ate. Seho. 
he ate as much as he could. And then after that, he stood up, wiped his lips. He, he told the guy that my grandchildren can. He said, no, you have to still pay. Wow. He said, listen, haven't you been to school? Your grandchildren will come and pay for it. I said, my grandchildren can. He said, no, you are paying for actually your grandfather. You understand it? Do <laughs> you understand it? So, yes, his grandchildren will pay for his, but he is paying for his grandfather. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be very careful of the seeds that you sow. Uh, that's all I'm trying to say. Be careful. Look, I've come to believe in this scripture while the earth remains. So far as we are on earth, this principle is the governing principle of the earth. Oh, yes. If you are fraudulent, somebody will also. You are a trickster, you are a wakadrill, you are a pak 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 419. It's like connection man. <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord guide our choices and our decisions. May the Lord lead us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. May we make the right decisions and may we be pleasing unto the Lord. Say amen to that. Tonight, I'm still teaching from going deeper and doing more. This evening, I'm speaking on how God takes you deeper. How many want God to take you deeper? Deeper. Oh, yes. Deep things are important. You see, when a person has depth, you see that he has understanding. When a person is shallow, he lacks understanding. Say amen. In Psalm 42, verse 7, the Bible says that deep calleth unto deep. Deep calleth unto. If you are a deep person, you actually long for more. Don't be a shallow believer. Don't be a shallow Christian. Don't be a shallow. Everything you find yourself doing, get deep into it. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. It's like you've gone to do some six months course. You say you are an engineer. So you do like some six months. Uh, you know, some time back, some time back, I mean, you find people doing six months networking, something, something, something. You remember? Uh-huh. And as like you ask, what, what, what are you saying? I'm a network engineer. Look, even first degree, you don't need six months. You don't use six months unless you are uh, uh, an Einstein or something like that. Hallelujah. So you will see that even the first degree, you know, is known as the bachelor's. A bachelor is someone who hasn't got a wife. You understand? 
in that sense. It's like it's your first attempt on a particular subject. And so you get into do your masters and it's like you are getting deeper. And you would see that the same subject the same thing you say you are doing. You say you are doing animal science. But you see that the one who has masters has gone deeper than you who have the bachelors. And the one who has PhD has gone deeper than the one who has the masters and the bachelors. So you can see that one subject you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. Hallelujah. Now when it comes to the things of God you must be determined in your heart and in your spirit to go deeper with God. You must long to know him more. Paul, after writing all his books, he said that I may know him. I may know him. I may know him. I mean, there were many Christians at the time who had never seen Jesus. Paul had an encounter with Jesus. But he still said that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to be a partaker of his suffering. I want to be conformed to his death. I want to identify with his death. Paul was determined to know him. May it be your determination to know the Lord. Amen. You didn't say amen to that. Amen. May it be your desire to know him. May it be your desire to get closer to him. Amen. May it be a desire. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the first thing you need if God is going to take you deeper is a desire or a hunger. Listen, when someone is not hungry and I, I've come to notice that many wives that have problem with their eating habits of their husbands that's what they don't know. You see, when you prepare nice meals and things, we appreciate it. But when we are not hungry, no matter what you do, you see, then you hear things like, I've spent all the time and all my energy to prepare this delicious food. Go into somebody's home and see, even what to eat is a problem. I've spent all this time and I've put the food and then you just take the fork and then you just fork the, uh, <laughs> as somebody said. <laughs> the food. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But it's simply because the person is not the person is not what? Never try to give water to someone who is not thirsty. He will not appreciate you. And so there is something the Lord looks out for before he takes you on the journey deeper than you have been. A desire. And let me tell you something. If you are a human being on earth and you don't have a desire, you are a living dead. I'm telling you. That you don't have desire for anything. No, because there are some people, they even have, they can smell Gary Soak. Because they have such a strong desire 
an appetite for food. That garisok, they can smell it. When somebody is eating garisok, you know somebody like that. Uh, you thought I was lying, but I'm telling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you must have a strong hunger and a strong thirst to go deeper, to know him and to love him. When I was a little young boy, there were many things that I saw my big brothers do, you know, as far as the kingdom work was concerned, I didn't understand. But it was beautiful to me. It was very nice to me. They will always say we are going for episodes. And I asked, what is episode? Episode meetings. You know? And they were always having crusades around. My mom would be home and somebody would come and say, hey, your son is doing wonders. I said, that black, blind guy that is at the Trotro station, he's prayed for him and he's received the sight. That's, that's how wild it was, my big brother. Yeah. I mean, he was so crazy that he would not want to see a cripple around him. The cripple must walk. And they will go for all nights. And the all nights, I'm not talking about all nights in a room or a hall or a church in the bush. Yeah. So at a point, I began to develop an attraction for that lifestyle. So I'll be in my pajamas and as they are going to say, go and sleep. I'll say, no, I'll follow you. I will cry and follow them. I will cry and follow them. Then my mother will shout from upstairs, take him. And she will come with some long socks and things and then cover my head and then I'll go. That is where I picked up the desire for the kingdom things. So your association can easily help you to pick up a desire for something. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. You see these people who call themselves L whatever, whatever, whatever. I've not said anything. You see now. There was a first thing that attracted them. And the first attempt made them develop a desire. And that desire grew stronger and stronger and stronger because they kept engaging and engaging and engaging and they tried to be more innovative about it. You see, God, eh, he's a God of all wisdom. You see, when the Lord says that, eh, flee youthful last, eh, the wisdom is given to you, you have no idea. 
when the Bible says that don't fornicate, that, that wisdom is so strong. You see, because when you fornicate once, you develop a desire for fornication. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Tonight, that's what I'm teaching. Tonight is even not fair. A false balance and abomination. First night demo, second night demo, second night. I think it's fair. <laughs> Hallelujah. You build a desire the first time, and a time comes, you develop a certain level of addiction. When you develop the addiction, you know, it takes the hand of God. It's not everybody who is able to overcome it. No, it's not everybody who is able to overcome it. It doesn't just come by laying on of hands. It doesn't just come by oil being poured on you. Because, you see, you set yourself on a journey. And you've come so far in that journey that it also takes you a bit of time to move. If the Holy Spirit does not intervene, you cannot. Oh, yeah. You ask people who were involved in all these things, who the Lord possibly had not touched them yet. Their marriage is not anything to be desired of. When it comes to that area, they will still continue to cheat. That is why you need to be very careful. See, what you cannot sustain and you cannot handle it, don't even start. <laughs> I, I know I'm disappointing you, but it's okay. Do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? And, and, and for ladies, let me tell you something. Let me just advise you. You see, a man can sleep with you, not necessarily loving you. Do you get it? Yeah. So a married man can sleep with you and love the wife. Or, or you don't believe what I just said. Yeah. Because there is an animal in every man. There's an animal in every man. Animal. When you, you reduce the man to the flesh, then you see the animal part of the man. Hallelujah. So don't set yourself up for distraction by embarking on a journey that you know that this journey I cannot return. It's a journey of no return. I'm telling you. It's a journey of no return. I remember when I was a child, I used to suck my thumb. Now the question was, what was in this? Was it sugar? Was it milk? Was it Toblerone? What was it? 
It was having developed pleasure for sucking the tongue. And once you develop pleasure for something that is untoward, that's it. May you develop the right pleasures in the name of Jesus. I say may you develop the right pleasures in the name of Jesus. You see, you can also develop pleasure for the work of God. Such that you will become addicted to it, but that is a good addiction. That is an addiction that can lead you into eternity. I mean, it's great to be addicted to the work of God, to find yourself on the other side receiving crowns and stars and laurels. That is a good addiction. Hey, there are people who are addicted to soccer. If they don't know and they play the Chelsea match around the time you are doing your mid sem you will choose to fail to watch Chelsea. True or not true? I said true or not true? May God help us to develop the right pleasures. I say may the Lord give us the grace to develop the right pleasures. In the mighty name of Jesus. So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. You see what you are testing after is very important. Righteousness means being in right standing with somebody. I want to be in right standing. When you want to be in right standing with somebody, you, you, you desire and long to please the person. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, blessed is a man who thirsts and hunger. Not only thirsts, but also hunger after righteousness. The Bible says that once there is a thirst, once there is a hunger, you must expect that you will be failed. And so that is where God comes in. Once you pursue righteousness, because he's the all-righteous God, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are, we are not right. The Bible says our righteousness has filthy rags before God. The thing that we do that we define as righteous is no righteousness. So it's God who makes you righteous. And so once the subject of righteousness becomes a hunger and a test, then God steps in and says, look, this guy, the way he's I read for, 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 for righteousness, I want to take him along. The places where he will find it. Mm. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. I said blessed are they. I said, blessed are they. You are a blessed person when you choose to thirst and hunger after righteousness. Oh, yeah. Amazingly, it's become, I don't know whether it has to do with age, but 
Nothing really excites me in this world. I mean, it's like somebody says I'm driving uh, something back. What's the name of it? I mean, it's like, oh, it's, it's wild. It's this back. No, I mean, it's not a subject of interest. Hey, but some time back, it was a subject of interest. Oh, yeah. It was a subject of interest. Wow. Young guy. When I started working, I went to buy Golf GTI. That time it was very, very expensive. Young guy. 23 years driving a Golf GTI. And I was not sleeping. Because I can sit and admire the car. I look at the alloy rims and then I take the duster and I clean. Then I come and sit again and admire it. Navy blue. Grand table injection. A coupe. Hey. But I noticed that I couldn't buy fuel. <laughs> that was also one of the biggest problems. One day I sold the car. When I sold the car, the person who bought the car said, the car whose engine is bigger than the body. I almost had a problem. But you see, I had a certain desire for cars. And a certain pleasure for cars. I mean, I could easily know and decipher between which cars are around the corner. I was so interested. But you know something? I just didn't even figure out when I lost that interest. I lost that interest because my, that interest had moved into something else. That interest had moved into longing to know the Lord and to serve in the Lord. And I'm telling you that when you see, when Jesus said you can't serve two masters, that's what it means. Yeah, you will either love one and hate the other. Trust me. You may have the two, but one is valuable to you. Amen? Amen? Only those who have a thirst for more get to go deeper. Only those who have a thirst for more goes deeper. And that is the scripture that the Lord gave to me for this church, Ezekiel 47. Yes. You should not remain ankle deep. You should not remain knee deep. You should not remain loin deep. You should swim and out of you should flow rivers of living waters to affect other lives. You must go so deep that you are drowned in his love. You must be drowned in his love. Your, your love for God must be so much that when people see, they say that you are mad. You must get to that point. Until you get to that point where people call you mad for Christ. 
like Festus told Paul, he said that you are beside yourself. Too much learning is making you mad. And Paul says, not too much learning. He began to narrate why it is the case. I pray that your longing to do, and some of you must have a desire to even know how to quote scriptures. It must be a desire. It must be a desire even to have more of God's word inside of you. It must be a desire. Oh yeah. I remember many years ago, somewhere in 1982, there was this fiery preacher in America called Joe Donato. Joe Donato. I mean, when the man is preaching, he doesn't open the Bible. And the way he reads the scripture, I said, this man, I want to be like him. I developed a desire to want to preach. And I'm very sure that Prophet Kakra possibly might have had an encounter like that. That brought a, a longing to want to quote scriptures in a certain way. Choose the right things to be desirous of. Amen. Only a hunger and thirst for God can start you on a journey to go deeper. Hunger and thirst can, can, will set you on a journey. When you are hungry for something, set you on a journey. You see, I believe you can identify with a girl and a boy. When you are hungry for a girl, when you are thirsty for a girl, it sets you on a journey. Yeah. Some of you, sometimes you are not supposed to go and pass where the girl is, but your journey will take you around that place. True or not true? Hey. When I fell in love with my wife, I said, this is a very serious matter. And you know, I'm sure for somebody it was a lot of work. But for me, it was joy. So that's how come certain things are work for some people, but certain things are a great joy. The key element is a desire. That is making the difference. Yeah. I, I hear people say, hey, so prophet, does he sleep? Hey, prophet, does he get tired? It should tell you that he has a strong desire for God. He loves the Lord. And so that desire actually even generates a lot of energies for the work. May God help you to have a desire for his work. May the Lord cause you to have a desire for him. May the Lord cause you to love him deeply. Hallelujah. Some of us, we love our beloveds more than we love God. In a beautiful convention like this, your beloved tells you that first day, second day, don't make it. First day, I want to take you to Golden Tulip. Second day, I want to take you to Rattray. Then you say, okay, it is okay. So we can all come for the third day. Is a person around? Hallelujah. But you will be torn between 
two people even your beloved and then God yes sometimes the choices you are going to make are not choices between good and evil sometimes it's between good and good Yeah, because the guys who came, this one is a Christian. This one is a nice brother in Christ. This one is doing a basenta work. This one is a Christian. He plays the bass guitar in church. He's in charge of the choir. Am I dialing some numbers? It's called prophetic dialer. <laughs> So these two people are standing before you. You have to make a choice. They are not two bad people. Or one is not bad and one good. They are two good people. But between the two people, there is God's will for one of them for you. And you must know that. And that one, sometimes it takes inquiring of the Lord. You don't have a desire for God. You don't test after God. When would you make the time to even inquire of the Lord about the two gentlemen and the two choices? Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. You see, but when you are a child of God, the reassuring bit is that All things work together for good. You see, some of you here, the course you are doing, that's not the course you chose. True or not true? I mean, you had got to the university, but not too happy because you didn't get the, the, the course that you did. But you see, sometimes the will of God is very interesting that what you have rather been giving is actually taking you towards where God really wants you to be. And that is why the Bible says, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning the saints. As you lift your hands and you give thanks, as you continue to give thanks to God for what he has done, what he has offered you, you know the Lord, your plans are the best for me. He will bring you to an expected end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I see God bringing somebody to an expected end. He will surely bring you to an expected end. Oh yeah. Hey, I remember my mate, a friend of mine. She wanted to do medicine badly. Medicine or suicide. And she was very brilliant. And they gave her nutrition. First year she cried. Second year she cried. Third year she cried. Fourth year she cried. And graduated crying. And when she finished, 
when she finished, Unilever started this year in Napuna. So they took her on. And she was rising very fast. By four years, she had gone, gotten, four, five years, she had gotten to top management. They took her to South Africa to go and head a whole organization apart over there. As I speak, she's a big consultant now. And, and her mates who are doctors now really look up to her essentially. We wish that we were like you. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But you see, as she was forcing her way towards this direction, God was also leading her in a direction. And she's a kingdom financier. She's happily married. And interestingly, she got married to a doctor. Yeah. So you see that what she desired to become, God gave her far more than she became. I pray that you will pursue God's will for your life. I pray that you pursue God's will for your life. What must be interesting to you is that you are following God's plan and God's agenda for your life. That's what is most important. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thank God for what I'm doing. I don't know what I could have done best. Yes. But you know, when I was supposed to have come and worked for God, I was gallivanting through the bushes. I say I'm looking for money. I do this small. I do that small. I practice optometry small. I do this small. I do that small. I was just there. I see some small monies. I buy car. I'm happy. And for 10 solid years, you see, I'm making confessions. The prophet was saying, you are, you are called to be a priest. <laughs> Why are you trying to be a businessman? <laughs> I mean, priest, it's written on your, can't you see it's written on your face? Why are you trying to become what you are not? You know, and so I come to church and I go and sit at the back. Because I know that when prophet sees me, I mean, what kind of mind is that? But you see, God had brought into my life a man who was going to hold my hand into the dream that he, God, had for my life. And look at how I was misbehaving. Have you not been blessed these three nights? If I were a connection man by now, would you be enjoying what... Can you imagine what I would have answered for? He would have said, Eidiasi Church, you were supposed to go there countless times for people's life to be changed. You are sitting here, you are a connection man here. In the name of making money. Listen, if you are in this meeting, pursue the will of God for your life. Pursue God's purpose for your life. Be hungry to know God and to love him and to serve him. Oh, yes. 
Be hungry. Be hungry. Because your hunger will take you places. Hey, I had hunger for the prophetic. And when they are measuring numbers, I said, this thing, I want to do some. I like, I like how it is. So I'll be asking questions. So what do you do? Do you fast? Do you pray? What do you do? What scriptures do you want? Uh, what, what, what are some of the things? A certain desire, a certain hunger. Then suddenly I just noticed that in meetings, the Lord just started. So I, by the close of the meeting, I'm like, ah, is this not the thing that I've been longing after? When you have a desire for the prophetic, you become prophetic. When you have a desire for the pastoral, you become pastoral. Just have a hunger and a thirst after righteousness. And the Bible says you'll be filled. Oh yes. You'll be filled. Let me tell you something. Education is not the end. Education is a means to the end. Education is a universal key. Do you understand? But there is an actual plan for your life. Education only comes to enhance the plan. Yeah. So you have PhD, but, but that's not what it is. There is something, something in particular God wants you to do. But the PhD actually exposes you to be able to understand things faster and quicker. Am I helping somebody in the house? May you have a desire. Amen. It is very difficult to get somebody to have a drink when he is not thirsty. There must be a thirst before there can be a drink. There must be a thirst before there can be a drink. There must be a thirst before there can be a drink. You can never drink what you are not thirsty for. Yes. Hmm. Amen? Amen? Are you being blessed? You cannot make people who are not thirsty drink deeply. They will even start begging you to stop forcing them to drink. They may start choking over your drink because they just cannot take anything in. Notice how David was thirsty for more of God. So you see that People who are thirsty for God, they become God's heartbeat. You know, David was one of the worst sinners, eh? but the Lord loved him anyway. You see, one day the prophet says something. He said, Look, you, the guy who is frying my fish for me, you want the guy to go away. Will you be able to fry the fish for me the way he fries it? He may have a lot of wrongs and arrows around him. But I like him for just frying the fish. The reason why I like him is because he's frying fish. I love David because he loves me, period. 
So I overlook a lot of things because of his longing for me. God will overlook a lot of things when you have a longing for him. I'm telling you. A guy who was a shepherd boy, rising up to lead a nation, and he was the best. He was the best leader. Won battles. Made mistakes, but won battles. Hallelujah. May you be a great leader because of your desire. Look at Psalm 63. Verse number one to seven. He says, Oh God, I, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul tested for thee. My flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land. Dry and thirsty land. Where no water is. To see thy power. You see, David wanted to see the power of God. Do you long to see the power of God in your life? I said, do you long to see the power of God in your life? Are you thirsty to see the power of God? If you are, you will receive it. You will enjoy it. You will benefit of it. Hmm. It says, because thy glory it says, listen, listen to it. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed, and meditate on thee in the night watches because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings, I will rejoice. As he's on his bed, when he just thinks about the Lord, something tickles him. Hey, what tickles you? What tickles you? Is it food? When you think about the Denyami Kenke, that something tickles you. Or when you think about the Kelewele. But may the thought of the Lord tickle you in Jesus' name. When you think about the Lord, may something tickle you. When you think about the goodness of the Lord, when you think about the help that God has offered you, may it tickle you. May it tickle you. Hey, when I think about the goodness of the Lord, Charlie, I could have been affected by the death of my father. But when I think about, in fact, I even thank God that he left early. Because maybe his influence on my life will not direct me into what I'm doing today. He would have said, look, I want you to be a professor in Yale University. But the will of God for my life is what I am doing. And even within this will, there are deeper things. 
Every time when you discover, have you noticed that there are subspecialties even in medicine? You say you are a cardiovascular surgeon. Some are, some are just vascular surgeons. Some are on left ventricles. Some only left. Do you know left ventricle? Do you know left ventricle? Art, art students, do you know left ventricle? <laughs> Tell to your neighbor, I say, do you know the left, left ventricle? Left ventricle. Some have just specialized in the in the in the uh, uh, conducting system of the cardiovascular, the sinoatrial nose, atrioventricular nose, and the Purkinje fibers. A specialty. See the R students, the way they are struggling here. Meanwhile, when they finish school, they are the people who lead us. Hallelujah. Has somebody been blessed tonight? Yeah. So you notice that the deeper you get, the more. So you see that even the blood vessels, you see they break further down, 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 down to supply the minutest. Eh? They are called the capillaries. So, you can never say that, oh, I found God's will for my life, and that's it. As you journey with him, you discover more deeper. But it takes people who want to go deep. And when you go deep, you will begin to do more for him. Begin to do more. Oh, yeah. I see you doing more for the Lord. Oh, yeah. You see, for you, you are so blessed, eh? You don't have any husband, young girl, who wants you to cook for him and sit by him to eat because you are the appetizer. Mira, my Lord. This is your time to develop the best of desires, to develop the best of pleasures. To be hungry and thirsty after God. Even when you are thirsty and hungry for God, you will notice that your choice of husband will be a guy who will help you to pursue God's will for your life. Oh, yeah. Yes. True or not true? You won't choose a burger, a Japanese burger. Or a American. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, listen to this. Listen. Listen. When a person experiences a great change in his spiritual life, it is usually because there was a change in the levels of desire and the levels of 
thirst for God. So the levels in your life is determined by the levels of desire you have and the levels of thirst that you have. When they say, oh, this guy has moved from, Charlie, his, his anointing has moved from level one to level five. Oh. In fact, the desire has also moved from level one to level five. So it is the desire that moved from level one to five that triggered a certain kind of anointing over your life. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? So how many realize that desire is a key thing? And that is why Paul advised that, Charlie, if you really want to come and be a bishop, you must have a desire. Or else uh, you, you, you beat the people. Because the people, they are difficult people. The people you are pastoring, you beat, you slap them, you give them uppercut. You give them lashes. You can never be a good pastor if you don't have a desire to be a pastor. You can never be. You can never be a good prophet if you don't have a desire to be a prophet. You can never be an apostle if you don't have a desire to break grounds for the Lord. You need a desire. Turn to somebody and tell you, you need a certain level of desire. Yeah. When you don't have a desire for children, Even the process of having children, you don't like it. You'll be drinking tea and eating a bolo whilst events are going on. Because there's no desire. But I pray for you tonight. You know, what I'm sharing with you after that, we'll go to the demonstration room. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. So you are taught, and then after that, you go to do practicals. You see, when you do, when you are doing, when, when, when in chemistry, you know, you are taught the theory, and then you actually go, you are going to look for endpoints in titration. Is that not the case? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I believe that tonight God wants to put a certain desire inside of you. Oh yeah. God wants to put a certain desire inside of you. The Bible says it is God who works in us both to will and to do, which means that it is God who puts a certain desire in us so that we do the things that he wants us to do and the things that he wants us to even have a willing commitment to do. It's God who does it. But it must start from you. Having a desire, then God will put the desire there. Hallelujah. Amen. When 
a person experiences a great change, like I said, in his spiritual life, it is usually because there was a change in the levels of desire and the levels of thirst for God. You must pray for people to have a desire and a thirst for God. And tonight we are going to pray that, Lord, I want to have a desire and a thirst for you. Is it a good prayer topic you want to pray? Yeah. You must pray for the desire. Look, I remember very well. We were four guys. We would always go to community four. There's an Assemblies of God church there. Go and pray for about eight hours. We didn't even know what we were praying for, but we were just praying that, Lord, give me a desire to love you. Eight hours. And it was daily after all level. It was daily praying for a desire to please God. When I was praying that topic, I didn't understand even the topic I was praying for. But now I understand. If I say, for we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. So there are many things we pray for that we don't even know what we are asking for. You see, when you are praying for strength, you don't know what you are praying for. Some of you, you are praying for strength. I've come to see that sometimes when you pray for strength, that's when you get trials. Because after you have overcome the trials, then it's, it means that your prayer has been answered. You were strong. That is why you overcame the trial. Sometimes you don't even know what you are praying for. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, sometimes you are praying that, Lord, give me love. Do you know what you mean? God will bring unlovable people. People that are so difficult to love. When you have been able to love them, then God will say, your, your prayer has been answered. Yes. 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 So the thing sometimes you pray for, Lord, I want a, a man who is good, a man who is kind. I think I'm enjoying myself. Now, listen to this. Apostle Paul knew that there would be no real ministry unless there was a desire. That was why he told Timothy to look for people who have a strong desire before making them bishops. Yeah. Hey, there are some people as you are saying, look, Charlie, you must, want, you must become a pastor. What you are saying, you are boring the guy. Because he has no desire of wanting to be a pastor. But people who desire to be pastors, when you see them, you see them. You see that they are always found around church. They are always involved doing something in church. They have a desire to get close to the anointing. There is a longing. There is a desire. There is a longing. May you have a longing in the name of Jesus. 
May you have a desire in the name of Jesus. You have a longing. He said, he said, pray for good desires from God. Desires for God and a thirst for God are used to direct people deeper into the will of God. A desire is the almost magical prescription for you to go deeper. You want to know the magical prescription to go deeper is called a desire. A desire. You look at people who are desirous to play like Abraham Laborel. You see that when they play the guitar, they make mistakes. When they laugh at them, they are not bothered. They cannot be bothered by you laughing at them, making mockery of them. It's just a matter of time. You see that they become great guys. May you have a desire. I said, may you have a desire. A desire to long after Jesus and to long after the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen to this. God knows that everything begins with a desire, a thirst, a longing, and a passion. When he wants you to be blessed, when he wants to bless you, he will bless you with a desire, a thirst, a longing, and a passion. So normally the blessing of the Lord will come in the form of a desire. Yeah. How come Boaz had had all these beautiful girls on his field? But it's only Esther he had a desire for. God put that desire there. So God can put a desire in the heart of a godly man to just like you. Yeah. You know, sometimes when your pastor likes you, don't bluff. It's God who has put that desire there. Everything you do is nice for him or for her. He just likes you. He wants the best for you. Don't bluff and say, oh, I have lectures. Me, I cannot come. Really? When she even invites you to come and eat at home, oh, um, I cannot make it. Once people are saying, I want tilapia, I'm coming home, I want tilapia. You are saying what? You don't have the time to eat. It is God who has put something in the heart of the person. May God put a desire in the heart of somebody. And, and you know, that's why the Bible even talks in the area of giving. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. In a good measure, praise thou, shake it together. Run over shall God cause men. So sometimes, even somebody giving to you, it is God who puts a desire in there to make a present to you. I'm telling you. Yeah. It is God. It is God. It is God. I see God granting desires for people who are desirous to know him and to love him. Who are desirous to go deeper with him. Hallelujah. In Exodus 33 verse 17, Moses, the Bible says, Moses was blessed with a longing and a passion for God. That is why he cried, show me your glory. Moses' cry, 
I beseech you. Moses was virtually begging God to show him his glory. Exodus 33, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Show me thy glory. Every day I want to see the glory of God in my life. I have a desire to always see the glory of God in my life. My natural and normal interaction with people, I want to see the glory of God. When I was coming to preach, I said, Lord, I want to see your glory. First day. Second day, I, Lord, show me your glory. I want to see your glory. We want to enjoy your glory. We want to enjoy your power. We want to see the manifestation of the spirit at work. We want to see your wisdom and counsel and the flow of your spirit in our midst. Once you desire and long for it, you have it. Amen. You have it. Amen. But the only bit is you have to have a desire. Amen. So the first thing you need is what? A longing, a thirst, and a hunger. You must have a desire. You must have a hunger. Are you going to have a desire? See, when you see a dog that is desiring another dog. Look. You can't stop them. You can't stop them. Especially when the lady is on heat. You can't. You can't. For the first time, I said this dog is a rebel. Because there's a certain strong bond and a strong desire and a strong longing. I pray tonight that the Spirit of God will give you a new desire for the Master. Hallelujah. Oh yes, a new desire. The second thing is that God takes you deeper by convincing you to do more than you did at the beginning. If God is going to take you deeper, he's going to convince you to do more. I say you are going to do more. I say you are going to do more. In Revelations 2.18, it talks about the angel of the church in Tithera. The Bible says, to the angel of the church in Tithera, write, these are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance. And that you are now doing more than you did at first. Hallelujah. Amen. The church of Titera was recognized for doing more than they did at the beginning. If you won 20 souls in 1995, how come you are still winning 20 souls this year? Surely, a whole lot of things transpire as the years go by, ships and planes are bigger than they were at first. Shops and malls are bigger than they were. Why should churches not be bigger too? Why should you do more 
should you not do more than you did at the beginning? If you are doing less today, it should spare you on to do more. What is your calling? What has God given to you to do? You must do more and you must do better than you did at the beginning. Do not be satisfied with your results. Are you doing more than you did at the beginning? It's a question. It's a question. So God wants you to do more. Well, I'm not too sure what you've been doing, but I came to challenge you that do more than you are doing. Hallelujah. If you were busing three buses, you were using three buses full, it's now time to move on to doing six buses full. And not coming. Sister, please, um, we don't have money. And because we don't have money, that is why we were only able to buy two. Listen, when you have a desire, you even find the money to pay for the busing. Normally, when people start giving those excuses, I say they don't have a desire. What they are doing, if they have a desire, they will find money for it. Yeah, when you are going to do some party, you know how to find money to do things. You organize it, crap. I have never believed that, you know, people must be giving money to bus. When you catch the revelation of it, and you, you, you pick it as, this is what I've been called to do, and develop a desire for it, the money will just flow. God will give you a lot of ideas to generate the money, and you even have more for the following week. But it's because you are doing the thing. Charlie, this small God we came to serve. Eh? This small God we came to serve. But I pray for you from today that God is going to give you a desire to do far more than what you have done in the past. You will do far more than what you have done in the past. I say you do far more than what you have done in the past. I see you doing more for the Lord. doing more. The desire is going to spare you on and the desire is going to help you to do more. I see God helping us to do more. Hallelujah. I see God helping us to do more. I don't know, but tonight I sense so strong in my spirit that God wants to work on our desires. Tonight that is what I believe the Lord wants us to do. To allow him room to work on our desires. Hallelujah. Amen. Going to rechannel our desires Amen. for him. Amen. What do you think? Digwe, what do you think? For him? A desire for him. Rise to your feet. Lift your hand. Begin to pray for a desire. Long and pray for a desire. Pray for a desire. I notice that I don't have that much hunger for you. But tonight I pray for a longing and a desire. Lord, I test for you. And I long to be in your presence. My soul 
on our hearts. A new desire is being birthed in people. A new desire. Open up your spirit, man. Allow the Holy Spirit to work a new work in your life. A new desire. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord is working on us. Allow him to work on your desire for him. Blessed are they who thirst and hunger after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
changing. Our desire for the canal is changing. For a desire and a longing for the Lord. Just lift your hands and thank him for a desire. Thank him. Thank him. It's the best thing you can do. The best gift the Lord is giving you tonight is he's giving you a desire for him. He's giving you a desire for him. A desire for him. I desire for him. I sense a mighty rain of the spirit in the house. A mighty rain of the spirit of God in the house. Oh, something is changing. Something is changing. Something is shifting. Something is shifting in the hearts of his people. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, 
we need to be very alert tonight. Because God has decided to do what he wants to do. No man can stop it. No man can stop it. He's chosen to visit his people. Only to confirm his word with signs and wonders following. You just need to be alert. As the Spirit of God starts working on people, you just carry them and bring them. Oh Lord, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we can feel your mighty presence. Thank you. Oh yes, Lord. Receive a touch wherever you are. Lift your hand and receive a touch. Now, 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 now. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is a cloud of God in the house. Dealing with addiction. You have such a strong addiction for alcohol. You are in church, but you have a strong addiction for alcohol. That power is being broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Lift them up. Let me pray for them. Receive a touch. Priscilla, just walk to me. I want to just pray for you right now. Priscilla, come to me. I break every affliction that has been a hold of my life. Be set free. Now, lose your Touch. 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 Be made whole now from every yoke of bondage. Be set free. You don't need a man to be the God you are. I don't know, they call you Agbe. 
<laughs> I beg. I don't know. I don't know who you are. Tonight, there is a work to be done. There is a work to be done on you. Get me, get me, get me. At bay, walk to me. I don't know whether it's at bay down. I don't know what it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The name you were given to, they were they give to you. Uh, you have changed the name. Uh, lift, lift it, lift it, lift it. You know something? There is a work on you. There is a work. There is a work. Yeah. You You love the Lord. Yes. You don't need a man. You are still made, you are stuck. But today you are breaking forth. You are breaking forth. Barriers. Limits. Yes. Just walk to me. 
want to pray for a group of people. You are a first son. First son of your mother and your father. Just walk to me. I want to pray for you. First son. First son. Not first daughter. First son. Church is full of persons. They are all persons. I'm going to pray for you. You will not be a reproach. You will be an example for the rest. You will stand out and be unique. Yeah, I'm praying for you that you be a perfect example for the rest. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'll touch you with the oil. When I touch you with the oil, alright? Be blessed. Be blessed. Lift your hands. Be blessed. Be blessed. When I touch you, just sit down. Be blessed. You will not be a byword. You will not be a reproach. Oh, you will make them proud. You will make your parents proud. You will bring joy to them. You will not bring sorrow.
anointing is coming on you right now. You will not be the same again. You will not be the same again. You will not be the same again. Oh yes. Oh yes. Power. 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 Power is being released. Yes. Power is being released. Power. 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 Oh yes. Through you many people will be saved. Oh, 
my kingdom harvester. Thank you, Lord. Grace, great grace, great grace, great grace, great grace, great grace is coming upon you. Great grace for the kingdom work. Oh, yes. Do exploits for the master. Do exploits for him. May he be proud of you. Father, thank you for these wonderful workers. I pray for a new oil and a fresh oil on their lives. That oil that will make them catch the vision and run with the vision. May it come afresh on them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. Now, I want to pray for the pastors in this house. You are a pastor. I want you to walk forward. I want to pray for you. We are engaged in a serious warfare. The work is vast. Jesus said, lift up your eyes. The fields are white, and especially your field, as I see. But I pray that God will help you. Oh, yes. Power to do exploits. Power to do exploits. Power. 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 Oh, yes. The church of God, the face of the church is changing. The church is taking its glory back. Yeah, and you are a great part of this. God bless you. A fresh oil for function. The oil will be burning on your head as if somebody has literally lit fire. Yes.
wonderful pastors who stands together in this office of the priestly work to assist Episcopal sister I pray that father strengthen their hands oh God strengthen their feet cause them not to fall oh God I cause them to rather rise with strength. What they have been doing, Lord, may they do a multiples of it. Henceforth, in the name of Jesus. A new fire and a new strength. A new fire and a new strength. A new fire, new strength. New fire, new strength. New fire, new strength. Take it. New fire, new strength. It's yours. Take it. In Jesus' mighty name. And all said, Amen. Well, yesterday, on the first day, I gave some envelopes. Different categories. I want to gather all together. And we want to together join our faith and pray that God's will will be done. I want you to come put it here. Let's put it. God bless you.
Hallelujah. Do I have all the envelopes? If you have an envelope, you God come forward. Just bring it. We're just about to pray. How many have been blessed today? Desires are changing, I tell you. Desires are changing. Ever since I desired for the Lord, I've noticed that I've received everything that I've not desired for. Because He's everything. So when you desire for Him, you have actually desired for everything. Oh, yeah. Before I go, I feel like praying for people who are believing God for the fruit of the womb. They are married, but I want to give babies tonight. Because the children you are going to carry, their destiny changes. You know, I'm not too sure if John the Baptist had been given birth earlier, who, who would have been a forerunner. You know, so some babies are unique babies. Yeah. They are born for an unusual purpose. And so the timing, like Hannah, you know, God was raising a great prophet for the great nation Israel. And sometimes God chooses real vessels. And the reason why he does that is because sometimes, you know, when things come to the physical, God also subjects to the laws and allow it to rule and reign, in a sense. So sometimes the gene of a particular woman is needed for a particular, a particular man is needed for a particular thing. You understand? If you look at our prophet, 
can see clearly that God just chose the type of vessel to do the type of work that is going on. It's not every type of vessel that will be used. Oh, you don't get what I'm trying to say. How many realize that it's not every vessel you can eat from? But this is what I'm hearing, that these people, they are very blessed. Today, be rest assured. Relax. Relax. Some is going to take six months. Some is going to take a year. Some actually two years. But it's coming. So be relaxed. Be relaxed. Lift your hands. Do you believe in some things? said the spirit of the most high will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit also gives babies. Yeah. These babies. The spirit of God will overshadow you. Under, under the, this thing. I'm just going to release a husband. Sorry. 
to me. Impossible things are going to happen. You know, through your conception and your childbirth, there will be an unusual peace and calm. It will not be a difficult thing. It will not be a difficult thing. And in fact, through the experience you are going to have, your family members are going to join this church. Yeah. Some of you, some family members are going to settle and no, no. This thing, we know what it means. Something supernatural is in this church. Do you believe it? Beautiful. And that's what I'm prophesying over you right now. Hold on to the word. It is yours. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Give me testimonies about what Jesus is doing. We'll give him praise for that. Put your hands together. For you are now come to me. How many knew she was called for you? Okay, a few. Now, the Lord is about to surprise you. About to surprise you. One of the surprises that will happen during the end of this year.
on it. There are some I said I've write your prayer on. Did you? All right. You not brought it. I'm still waiting. I want to pray on it before I leave. You understand? So bring it. Bring it. I'm still waiting. I'm very patient because I believe that I would want to do the prayer. Don't be afraid. 
one of the best semesters you would ever enjoy. Why will a mother ask their daughter that, why don't you ask me for money? I mean, it's a unique kind of testimony, isn't it? So bring it, we want to finish up. Where I'm coming from is very far. I must start my journey anyway. person I'll be praying for, then I'm done. Yo. You should also come with an offer. saints in the house 
Lord, many have banged their hope on your word because a prophetic word was released. And Lord, they are sealing it up with the seed of thanksgiving. I pray and I declare that as these are anointed in the mighty name of Jesus, may the needs of your people, O Lord, and the surprises bit come speedily in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for every word upon which this seed was sown to be activated by your spirit in Jesus name now Lord I pray that 24 hours from now may your children begin to experience the unusuals the unusual miracles the unusual financial breakthroughs the unusual doors may it be opened unto them in Jesus precious name and all said amen who is coming who is that are you coming come and put it down what's your name So finally, would you want to give thanks to God by giving a thanksgiving offering? Beautiful. So Sunday, I want to get everyone an envelope. Take a seed out of your heart to thank God. Is it powerful? Beautiful. So the pastors are going to help us greatly. And ushers, please gather all this, put it Get a seed of thanksgiving. Say thank you to God. I pray you are blessed.
convention lord your people are holding this envelope saying that they want to offer thanks to you may thank you release a miracle in their lives in jesus mighty name and all said amen, amen. now as we close our eyes briefly you walked into this meeting you are not born again you have not received jesus into your heart Let's say, all these miracles that you see is the doing of this man called Jesus. He will do many more than you think in your life when he comes into your life. And you want to say, Pastor, pray. I want to give my life to him and I want him to be the Lord of my life. Wherever you are, just lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Tonight might be the only opportunity for you don't let it pass. Don't let it pass. Lift your hands to your right hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, we are indeed thankful for this beautiful time in your presence. We thank you for this church and we release your blessing over this church. We say that this church will go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from power to power. We declare that there will be nothing that will limit their boundaries. Their boundaries will stretch and their frontiers will stretch even further in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are raising apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in this church. You are raising great men of God and women of God, pastors of mega churches, and Lord, above all, several gifts of the Spirit. You are delivering to your people today. And thank you for the miracles that have happened already. Thank you for the children, the babies you've given to people. Thank you for the healings of God. We are so grateful. We share not in the glory. All the glory is yours. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the power. 
for thine is the glory forever and forever and everybody said amen <laughs>